Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. I've got good news for you. The goodness of God is in the room. Well, I'm going to say that again <laughs> because it's not just uh, a hype statement. It's, it's not something just to get the room stirred up. It's actually a reality. The goodness of God is in the room. The, the presence of the Father was so prevalent in worship and is still here. The goodness of God is in the room. The goodness of the Father, the goodness of God who created the heavens and the earth, this God who took dust and breathed into it and created mankind, this God, His goodness is in the room. Father, we thank You for Your goodness. And God, we just ask for downloads, deposits, infusions of the awareness and the reality of your goodness into our life tonight in Jesus' name. Anyone have room for the increase of the awareness of his goodness? Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you. God is touching people already tonight. In Jesus' name, <clears throat> someone who was born deaf is getting breakthrough. They're starting to hear sounds out of both, both ears. Right now, tonight, it's happening during worship. That wasn't good enough. I think I, think I, I think I should repeat what I just said. Someone who's born deaf is getting breakthrough in their hearing right now, tonight. God is the beginning to open their hearing sounds out of both ears. <clears throat> Making sounds for the first time, Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for your goodness in this place, and I, f I just feel his goodness, it's like, like the swell of his goodness, if I could say, say it that way, it's just in the room right now. And our, our worship pastor came over uh, during worship and said, I feel like people are getting healed of uh, carpal tunnel and arthritis in the hands, and wrists and hands and numbness and uh, neuropathy and all that stuff. If that's you, just stand to your feet right now. Someone with stomach uh, issues, um, uh, like digestive uh, stuff, just, if that's you, just stand to your feet. God is touching people right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness. Just stand. Just stand. We're just going to take a moment and pray for you. Also, um, the right, the right shoulder and the joint of the right shoulder. If that's you, go ahead and stand. Uh, deviated septums. We've we've seen uh, people without the ability to smell have their smell restored, people born without the ability to smell, people who lost it from accidents or whatever. We've seen hundreds of people with that restored. So deviated septum, whether it affects the smell or not, stand up. 
God wants to touch you right where you are. Anyone who's got um, restricted mobility in the joint, if it's uh, metal in particular, uh, but restricted mobility in a joint, I want you to stand up. The grace of God is in the room. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I just heard heart palpitations. That's you. Just stand up where you are in Jesus' name. The goodness of God is in the room. Thank you, Father. Yeah, if you're, if you're near one of these people that's standing and you love Jesus, can you just go and put a hand on them? <clears throat> but here's what, I, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to pray your hardest, most memorized, most polished prayer because it's not our perfection that releases healing. It's His. It's not our goodness that releases the breakthrough. It's His. God never calls us experts. He does call us children. So I just want you to release your best joy-filled, childlike prayer of grace and awareness of His goodness over them right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for deviated septum being restored right now in Jesus' name. I didn't call this earlier, but I thank you for migraines jumping off in Jesus' name right now. Migraines disappearing in the name of Jesus. Headaches disappearing in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for metal disappearing. (laughs) Father, I thank you for metal either disappearing or being turned flexible. (laughs) Either way you want to do it, God, but restore mobility, Father, in Jesus' name because you are that good. Yeah, I could feel it when I said that. Some people are like, is that, is that possible? Listen, we've seen it hundreds upon hundreds of times. Not a couple times. God literally dis- dissolving metal, x-rays, doctor-confirmed cases. The metal was there and it's gone after prayer. We've also seen people who have metal and all the mobility is restored, function is restored, but in the x-rays, the metal is still there. And the doctors can't figure out why. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I don't know which one I'm more impressed with, but I will take either. Amen. Father, I thank you for grace over the over the the wrists, and uh, we we take authority over arthritis right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. All through the whole body, we just take authority over arthritis in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now listen, listen, don't sit down. Here's what I want you to do. You're going to get to sit down in about 20 minutes. <clears throat> no, just kidding. Two minutes. But, but here's what I want you to do. We're going we're gonna to give, give ourselves an opportunity, a reason to just give God extravagant praise. But before we do that, I want you to check your body. Listen, if you, if you were standing for prayer, I want you to check your body. Even if you weren't standing for prayer, but you, but you had something else you need, I want you to check your body. There is, listen, grace overflows. There is, there is what I sometimes call a ricochet miracle. You can be praying for someone else and you get healed. It happens all the time. Listen, all through the room, I want you to check your body. That means bend, twist, jump up and down, do a somersault, a cartwheel, I don't know, do something. <laughs> Move your shoulder, your neck, your, check your, your hands, your mobility. <clears throat> Just check your body right now in Jesus' name. 
Now, we want to have an opportunity to give God praise. If, if you are feeling any measure of breakthrough, any measure, 2% or more breakthrough from prayer, I want you to put your hand up. If God's touched your body, wow, look at that. Put it up high and just do this for me. Put it up high. Great. Keep waving. Keep waving. Listen, what are you doing? You're releasing the testimony right now. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You are literally with your wave. You are prophesying. Keep waving. Come on, keep waving. If it's 20% better or more, keep waving. 20% better or more, keep waving. 30%, 40%, 50%, keep waving. 60% better. 70% better or more, keep waving. 80% better or more, keep waving. Come on, keep waving. If that's you, give me a big one. Thank you, Jesus. 90% keep waving. If it's all better, just put both hands up and give him a wave. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give him praise. We got hands waving there, 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 there. We got hands waving there, and there. Come on, and there. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise in this place. In Jesus' name. Come on. Because of the power of the testimony, we're going to go on. We're going to go on, but if you're 80% better or more, just stay standing. Just the last two minutes. Sorry to keep you standing so long. I just want, I'm going to point to you. I just want you to shout out what part of your body God just touched. Because your testimony prophesies the nature and the goodness of God and his heart and willingness to do it again and again and again. So in the orange shirt, gentlemen, what part of your body? Your right shoulder. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. In the, uh, in the light green top, the gentleman there. What was it? Right hip. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Young lady right here. Lower back. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Young lady in the gray. Intestinal. Stomach. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Your wrist. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Bob, your knee, come on. Your knee, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, in the, in the orange. Your right shoulder, come on. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I love it. I skip some people and they're like, oh, uh-uh, you're not skipping me. I'm over here. I love it, Delaney. Huh? Your smell, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. All right, I, I see you, but am I missing anyone before uh, hands are gone? No. Okay, the young lady right here by the back pole. Your head, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise for who you are and what you're doing in our midst, <coughs> in our city. Did I mention that the goodness of God is in the room? And, uh, <coughs> and I really... And I really mean it. Aren't you glad that God is, he's a big God, first of all. And he's multifaceted in all of his ways. That he can come as the healer, he can come as a redeemer. It's the best when he comes as the savior. He can come as our protector. He can come as fire. He can come as wind. He can come as rain. He's God. He could do whatever he wants. But I tell you right now, I feel the manifest nature of his goodness in the room. 
<laughs> and when, and when, when his goodness manifests, the last thing we want to do is let it pass by without grabbing a hold. But here's the good news of the kingdom is that in the kingdom, hunger never goes unnoticed. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Just as we go on tonight, can we just let him bathe us in the awareness of his goodness? As I said that, <clears throat> I was looking right in here, and I just um, feel like there's a, a, a wayward child that's coming home. Is there someone right here that that makes sense to? Yes, right, right there as I was looking, a wayward, oh, the, <laughs> Father, yeah, yeah, we just, can, I've, can you stand, I'm sorry, can you just stand, just everyone reach your hands towards them, Father, I thank you for the manifest uh, awareness of your goodness, and you're declaring this, so we're just agreeing with what you're already declaring, and we just say, by the grace of God, come home, in Jesus' name, relationship be reconciled. We thank you for all fear, all past wounds, hurts, all those things to be dissolved in an encounter with the goodness of the Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <clears throat> thank you, Father. I remember um, in, we were in Australia in Renee prophesied over a lady. She had just gotten healed of years of uh, fibromyalgia, um, and she had gotten healed. And then Renee prophesied about um, her having a, a daughter that was, that was wayward but was coming home. And she goes on then to tell us she has a 16-year-old daughter who ran away from home and she hadn't seen in three years. And, uh, and <clears throat> it was, how long was it? It was the next, that's what I thought. It was the next day her 16-year-old daughter called her and said, I want to come home. Hadn't heard from her in three years. Well, the, good, the goodness of God is in the room. <clears throat> we, uh, that, that lady and her daughter, uh, she had been healed of fibromyalgia, which she had been in, a, in an abusive, a physically abusive relationship before that. Uh, that was one of the effects, the trauma on her body. Uh, but she got radically healed, as I mentioned. The, the word about her daughter, her daughter calls the next day. Well, we came back the following year, uh, back to the same church. And uh, this lady came up and was on the stage and was giving her testimony. Uh, a lady, she came up, was giving her testimony about how God had healed her last year of fibromyalgia and all this, all this stuff. And I honestly did not recognize her. She was so different from the year before. She was talking about being healed at the conference we did the year before. And I'm like, look at Renee, like, I don't recognize this lady until she had her daughter come, come up on stage with her who had been estranged for three years, who came up and now had been living back at home for the past year, and their relationship restored. She had her daughter come up. I went, oh my goodness, that's the same lady. God had done such a work. She physically, I couldn't even recognize her. Thank you, Jesus. And the goodness of God is in the room tonight. I want to talk about delighting, delighting ourselves in the Lord. Do you know, 
when he's moving, we don't have to do something else. We've been programmed to be entertained. <laughs> I've I've lost some of you, but that's okay. I don't <laughs> I'm just gonna have a drink. <sighs> Listen, he's the guest of honor. What if church didn't have a formula? What if, listen, and I know we have, a, we, we have an order of service, but what if we weren't so married to the order of service that we just bypass him when he comes because we don't know how to do anything else? <laughs> what, what, what if God <laughs> is the point of church? <laughs> if you're feeling... If you're feeling the overflow of God right now, <clears throat> just turn to your neighbor and tell him, I think I've got something for you. <clears throat> and listen, if you're not feeling the overflow, listen, this whole thing is a faith journey anyway. So by faith, you're overflowing. So just put your hand on your neighbor and tell him, I've got something for you. And just release more of heaven. Whoa. L listen. <clears throat> Someone who's got pain in the thigh, it's like it, pain that goes down through the thigh. God just released healing in your leg right now. Down through the thigh, it like, it alternates. It's actually like sharp and dull at the same time. I don't know what that means, but God just released healing through your thigh even as we said that. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo. <laughs> Aren't you glad that God's version of decent and in order is different than ours? <laughs> God's version of decent and in order. If you want to know God's version of decent and in order, just read about heaven anywhere in the Bible. Just read about heaven. Read about heaven. His, if he's like, I want decent and in order, then surely his domain would be decent and in order. But when you read about heaven, what do you find? Eyes on fire. <clears throat> Hair like wool, emerald rainbow, thunders and lightning, sea of glass, beans with multiple wings, covered with eyes all over, flying circles around the throne, crying out, holy, holy, 
holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and the elders falling on their knees, throwing their crowns down at his feet, and God says, that is my version of decent and in order. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in this place tonight. We exalt your name. Father, we exalt your name. We exalt your name. We exalt your name. Don't stop. Don't stop. He's the point. Come on. He's the point. He is church. He's the head of his body, the church, the bride. He's the one that we're we're betrothed to. He's the one that we're in love with. He's the king. He's the king. He's the king. Father, that you would have preeminence in all things. Thank you, Father. 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 Hunger never goes unnoticed. If you're hungry, just tell them. If you're hungry, just tell them. Did I mention we were talking about delighting yourself in the Lord? Some people in the room forgot that you're allowed to have fun in the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In his presence is fullness of joy. In his right hand, pleasures forevermore. In his presence, out of the overflow of his nature is fullness of joy. Thank you, Jesus. Those who have been set free are free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. If <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. If freedom is foreign to you, it's okay. You have time to practice before you get to heaven. Some of the people in the room are like, you guys are crazy. And you're right. (laughs) Listen, here is supposed to be a warm-up for there. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, freedom is attractive. Listen, freedom, if freedom only feels crazy until something happens. 
It's like, why? <clears throat> this doesn't feel like church as I am used to it. Why would you do that? Because if it makes God feel more at home. <clears throat> if he's in control and someone who is born deaf gets their hearing back, then the question is, is it worth it? Listen, if someone, if someone who is dying of cancer comes in and the cancer disappears in the presence of God, because that's what happens in his presence, that's what's been happening here in the, in the three years of, of operating. We've had, we've had a dozen people healed of cancer. If someone, if someone is suffering with depression and the depression breaks off and leaves their life, is it worth it? Yeah. Is allowing God, the Bible says that Jesus is to have preeminence in all things. What if that even means church service? I'm about to, Some, someone's getting it. I'm about to hide behind the pulpit again. Listen, William Seymour, the, the leader of the Azusa Street Revival, where they had flames, physical flames, coming off the building. To, on multiple occasions, they had people that called the fire department. This was in like 1904, that range. People called the fire department in Los Angeles, and the fire department would show up to the building, and there'd be flames over the building, but nothing's burning. Listen, people would get off the train at the train station that was a mile away from the, the, the revival, from an old converted barn. People would get off the train a mile away, not people who were like coming to, to the services, just travelers on the train. They would get off on the platform a mile away and they'd fall out in the spirit. People would be in their homes in the surrounding neighborhoods while they're having service and the glory would come and people would start speaking in tongues. The glory, the glory cloud of God would come so thick that the children of the revival would play hide and seek in the glory cloud. I don't think nice rose is the highest standard. I don't think it's the highest version of church that God has for us. Wow. Listen, I just feel like saying that again. The children played hide and seek in the glory cloud. The, the prayer team or the revival was all the children. There, was, there wasn't an official prayer team, it, but it was the kids who were the prayer team. Whenever ministry would happen, it was the children who were doing all the healing. <laughs> F 
faith was so high during this move of God that if you came in in a wheelchair to get prayer, if you didn't bring a pair, a, a, a pair of shoes with you, they wouldn't pray for you. Because they figured if you really expected to be healed, you would have brought shoes with you. But everyone who came with shoes got healed. Listen, God has a higher standard. God has a higher standard. But William Seymour would... When the presence of God would start to come, William Seymour would hide his head under a peach crate. So that, so that people weren't looking to the man of God. They were looking to his presence. He would hide under a peach crate until the glory cloud would just envelop the room until he could take the peach crate off, but no one's staring at him. The joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> Exercising those spiritual muscles. My message tonight is don't forget to delight yourself in the Lord. the worship team come back up <laughs> listen Delight yourself in the Lord. A couple weeks ago, there's been a theme that God's been releasing. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Eddie preached on Thanksgiving. And then last week I preached on peace over anxiety. <clears throat> and the key to learning how to delight. And I'm just going to share a couple of thoughts as they're getting ready. And then we're just going to delight. For those who want to hang out in the presence and delight in God, we're going to do that. But I, I saw, I saw a, a picture as I was preparing this, this really profound message. I, uh, I saw a picture, and people were in a boat, and we went after anxiety last week, and God was setting people free in a powerful way, and and then he was going after Thanksgiving the week before that. But I saw people in a boat, and I feel like that God is speaking into this season of chaos and craziness that our, that our world is in. But I saw people in this rowboat, 
And there was all kinds of uh, contraptions in this rowboat. Tools and equipment and all these things and random objects and so many things were in the rowboat that the rowboat was starting to sink. And there's people that I feel like you feel like you're sinking in this season. But all the contraptions, all the things that were in the boat were, were artificial artificial saviors. They were things that we're trying to grasp, to grab a hold of, to like, to help, help, I need help, I need help. And we're trying to pull all these things into our boat, but that's just making our boat go deeper, sink further. But Thanksgiving, as we turn our hearts to the Lord and we begin to give the Lord thanks for what he's already done in our lives, when we begin to give the Lord thanks for who he already is, I saw as we begin to give thanks, those artificial things started to pop out of the boat. We didn't even have to pick them up and throw them out. As we gave thanks, it started to fill the boat and there was less room for those things and things just started to pop out. Now here's the thing, that thanksgiving, true thanksgiving leads to delight. True thanksgiving leads to delight. Listen, if you're doing it right, if I could say it that way, if you're doing Thanksgiving right, at the end, you end up in the delight of God. God, I thank you for what you've done. <laughs> I thank you, Father, for who you are. Father, I thank you that you just released healing over dozens of people in the room that I'm in tonight, God. God, I thank you that we're in a room where your goodness is being made manifest. God, I thank you that there is a young lady who was born deaf and is getting her hearing back. I thank you, Father, for that. God, I thank you that there's people around who are experiencing crazy financial testimonies, even in this pandemic season. God, I thank you that there's people who are, who are, are, are giving their businesses to the Lord and people are getting healed in their businesses. Father, I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're kind. I thank you that you're the Savior. I thank you that you're my Savior. I thank you that you're the King of Kings. Oh, I thank you that you're the Lord of hosts, the Prince of Peace. I thank you. Listen, you can't, if you're doing Thanksgiving right, you end in delight. And all those things are out of our boat. <laughs> the, our ability, our ability to delight in God equals our buoyancy in the Spirit. Can I say that again? Our ability to delight in God equals our buoyancy in the Spirit. If you're feeling, if you've been feeling heavy, if you've been laid down, uh, if you've been weighted down, teach yourself how to take time just to delight in God. <laughs> You're better than I know. You're better than I think. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Don't glory in that. 
Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Don't glory in that. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Come on, let's not glory in that. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and he knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Who does the Lord delight in? Those who are taking time to remind themselves, you know, it's not about my strength. It's not my might. It's not my wisdom. It's not my riches. It's the fact, here's what I get to glory in. It's the fact that I know him and he knows me. Do you know that our ability to delight in God is spiritual warfare? Our ability to delight in God sends the enemy fleeing. What, what the enemy, listen, what the enemy doesn't mind is a slug out fest. The enemy doesn't mind a good fight because if you're fighting the enemy, you're distracted from him. You know what the enemy hates? Love and joy. Listen, what the enemy can't stand is love and joy. Listen, the enemy doesn't want to get in the ring with you when you're covered in love and joy. It's kryptonite. Your ability to delight in God is kryptonite to the enemy. It causes the devil to tremble. It causes his knees to quiver. He gets weak. He gets weak at your delight in God. In his presence, his fullness of joy. But listen, in, in, the, in the midst of our busyness, in the midst of our day, in the midst of the chaos, we need to have the ability to stop, to pause, and to delight in God. To delight in God. He who glories. The word there, glories, is also praise. It is the Hebrew word, and it means to be, listen, clamorously foolish. Listen, it's in the Bible. We just gave permission for the whole service, everything that's been going on, everyone in the room who's like, what's happening in here? Listen, it, what it literally means, to be clamorously foolish. Look it up for yourself. It means to be bo uh, boisterous, loud, to boast, to be clamorously foolish. To be clamorously foolish in what? In the reality that, listen, cut everything else away. Cut, how's my job going? How's my finances? Cut, how's my health? Cut everything else away to the back to this main thing. Be clamorously foolish in praise over this one thing. I know him and he knows me. Whoa. 
I know him and he knows me. Psalms 37, 4, we all know it. Delight yourself. What do we just talk about? That one thing, I know him and he knows me. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But here's the thing. If you're delighting in God, the desires of your heart can't be selfish. When we're delighting in God, the desires of our heart line up with the desires of his heart. My delight in God tunes my heart into his heart. We can't delight in God and stay out of alignment with God. Delight yourself in God and he will give you the desires of your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know how to stop? Isaiah 40 tells us that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Actually, this is so, I'm just going to end with this. This is so our season. Isaiah 40, 28, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. Thank you, Jesus. His understanding is beyond searching out. He gives power, listen, he gives power to the faint and increases the strength of the weak. Even, listen, this is our season, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run, not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. But listen, that word wait there means to wait with expectancy, anticipation. It is, it is, the, it is the, the hunter who is stalking. Listen, it is the child. Listen, it is the child on Christmas morning to wait. The wait doesn't mean I twiddle my thumbs and I hope that God is going to to answer my list of needs. No, it's the child on Christmas morning. The anticipation isn't, I hope there are presents under the tree. The anticipation is, what are the presents that are under the tree? I don't know if we got that. (laughs) Listen, when you come... When you come to God in prayer, when you come to God to worship, when you come to church, are you coming with an anticipation? Not, I hope there are gifts there today. Are you coming with the giddy, childlike anticipation and delight? What are the gifts that he has? Our ability to delight ourselves in the Lord. Come on. I'll have to share a, a round two of that delight. Do you, are you good? Are you, have you been good at taking time, knowing how to pause, cut everything else out, everything, and just delight in God? Listen, it doesn't matter. Our delight in God is the tractor beam of intimacy. Can I say that again? Our delight in God is the tractor beam of intimacy. It doesn't matter if you're 
feel like, yeah, I've been at a level 10 of this or I've been at a level one. As soon as you step in, as soon as you choose to cut everything away and step in, it's the tractor beam of intimacy. Delight is spiritual warfare. Delight is connection. Delight is alignment. If you need to delight yourself in God, I just want you to stand to your feet right now. We're going to close without closing. In a little bit, the, the two minutes, the children need to get picked up. You can get them. But if you want to delight in God, the team is going to take us back in. I'm sorry I didn't have time to break it down more, but it doesn't matter. God's presence is a better teacher. The Spirit, the manifest presence of his goodness is in the room. There's power in delighting in him. If you need to increase your delight, just come forward right now. If you need breakthrough in delighting, just come forward right now. If you want to step in a greater exercise of your authority and ability to delight in God, just come forward right now. If you want to be a champion of praise, if you want to send quivers into the into the enemy's knees, if you want to see him weaken, if you want to release the kryptonite of heaven, just step forward and just... Let's get good at knowing how to delight in the presence of God. Let's just do it now. If you have kids, you can go and get them in a minute and bring them back in. Let's just delight in God. If you need to go at any point, you are blessed to go. But I encourage you this, enter your car in the parking lot with anticipation, expectation, the delight of God is going to fill your car on the drive home. If you'll let him, if you'll let him, he'll do it. Come on, let's delight in, let's delight our hearts in Jesus right now. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.